From the truckload quoting page within TIE-TMS, you can create a new shipment to instantly display your historical lane average alongside all of the market-leading rating intelligence tools. In just a few clicks, you can adjust the quote, add your margin, select your quote response template, and email an official quote right off to the customer from the same page. Request a demo today at tie-software.com to find out how TIE-TMS can optimize your quoting process. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host for the next 26 minutes. We talk about sales. We talk about the market. We talk about freight brokerage. And we do that with Walter Mitchell, CEO of Thai Software. He's going to be joining us here in a few moments. First of all, I hope everyone had a, a, a very Merry Christmas and, uh, and are almost ready to have a Happy New Year. 2022 kind of flew by. It was, uh, it was quite a year. Uh, it was, uh, in the freight markets, in personal lives, it was, it was quite a year. So uh, thanks for that, for that. But looking forward to, to 2023 and a whole lot of new challenges. And we are going to see some in the freight market, I believe. I have a couple of slides up here uh, to talk about the freight market really quickly as we wrap up 2020. And the, the first uh, first graphic from Sonar is going to show us, if I have it here, it's going to be the van contract rates. So this is dry van excluding fuel. Uh, and also in the green line, so the white line's van contract excluding fuel. The green line is going to be spot rates excluding fuel as well. And you can see on a relative basis from January 1st, 2022 to, to right now. Uh, contract rates are down 11, 12%, and spot rates are down right now 25%. We've had a, a nice bump up here during peak season, during during the, the holidays over the last couple of weeks. So it's just down 25%. You know, before Thanksgiving, it was down over 30%, about 35%. And I would imagine that that trend is going to go back down as we come through uh, New Year's into January and February, which is always seasonally slow. And I think with capacity out there, it's really going to be loose. In real dollar terms, what does that really mean for uh, contract rates and in spot rates? Uh, the next uh, graphic here, the next chart here out of Sonar, we, we did relative that that first chart. We're going to translate that into real numbers. We're looking at about $2.62. We're driving contract rates. As I said, they've been trending down. They're about 12% down from where they were. Um, at the first of the year and further from from that, when you look at the peak, you know, January, February, when those rates were reset, those are about to, to come due again. And I would imagine we're going to see a, a falling uh, contract market for drive-in rates going into 2023. $1.97, we've got as low in the $1.70s right before uh, Thanksgiving will probably trail back down into the dollar seventies as we, as we, you know, come through uh, into twenty twenty three. So it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be uh, a year of 
both new business, but also retention. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about with uh, with Mitch here in a second is customer service, that customer experience. Um, I, I, I've been talking to a lot of players out in the market, a lot of freight brokers. It's all about retention right now. Retention, reti- retaining those clients. It's very expensive, as we all know, is to, to just go out and sign uh, new clients from prospecting, from the time it takes to negotiate deals, go through contracts, maybe get get on an RFP. That's a, takes a lot of time and resources to to accomplish that. It's really good whenever you do that, but for your your bang for a buck, it's always expanding your current customers, right? Growing with that, you know, if you're moving two or three loads a week. Uh, with a customer moving four to five weeks or four to five a week is a, a much better option than going out and securing a new customer, taking those time and resources, diverting those away, landing someone new, working through those kinks and adding one or two truckloads uh, a week uh, from them. So not saying you shouldn't do that, but certainly growing your your existing book is is always important and that customer retention right now uh, for 2023 is is going to 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 be very important. So, with that, um, I, I'm not sure if we have Walter here. Do we have Walter? Okay, okay. So we'll have him in just a second. Right before I, I started the the show, I was uh, perusing through my phone as I always do. Came up on a, a really good article from Inc.com and. I always, you know, there's Entrepreneur, uh, there's Inc., there, there's a couple other kind of business salesy focused um, websites that I always check in because they have really good articles, maybe recaps of books uh, that I haven't read yet or or what have you. But this one was about emotional intelligence uh, and, and in sales and in business, emotional intelligence is key. It's, it's the soft skills. The soft skills, you have the hard skills of mathematics and 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 I don't know if English is in there, but you have those math and scientific STEM uh, skills. But on the soft side, you do you have uh, public speaking, you have English, and then you have emotional intelligence. And what emotional intelligence really is, is just getting along with people. So go check out that article. Um, it's, it's four four ways that to have a, a better career with emotional intelligence. Uh, and one of those is a two-way door decision. That means that whatever decision you take, you're not stuck with that. You can always have optionality and build in that optionality. Uh, whenever you make a request from people, it's always good to, to have an out for that person. So the, the rule here is, but you are free to say no. Always always give people uh, a choice, right? A choice. Sun Tzu from The Art of War also said that, you know, always give a, an, a, an enemy uh, in battle. A place to retreat. Um, awkward conversation rule, you know, talking about big ideas, uh, goals, uh, dreams, ambitions, uh, you know, having those those deep conversations with people uh, really makes really good con- connections. And then the, the fourth is no complaints, you know, living a life without complaining. No one wants to hear your complaints anyway. Uh, everyone's focused on their own complaints. But you don't have to share those complaints uh, at, at all. So those are four rules. I'll have I'll, I'll have um, I'll, I'll have that article after our, our interview here with Mitch Walter Walter Mitchell, better known as Mitch. Uh, he's the CEO and and one of the founders over at Thai Software. He's joining us right now to talk about customer service. How are you doing today, Mitch? 
Awesome. Hey, thanks for having me again, Kevin. It's nice to see you. It's good to see you virtually again. We did see each other in person in Chattanooga uh, last month. It seems like a, a lifetime ago in, in some respects, but it was just early November here in Chattanooga. We uh, we finally got to meet face face to face, didn't we? We did. It was really great, too. And uh, you guys put on such a great event in Chattanooga. It was a real pleasure to be involved in it and uh, got so much value out of it. So much good information, so many good people to talk to. And like you said, we got to meet face to face. So definitely a special event. Well, we did. And you guys had a, an outstanding demo as, as always. So and that, that's always fun getting all the tech companies out doing demos. And uh, yours went very well as well. You can catch that um, at on tv.freightwaves.com or live.freightwaves.com. We have the, the video versions uh, there as well. But right now we're going to talk about customer service yeah. and retention, customer experience, those types of themes. And um, I, I guess, do you want to start us off, Mitch, with um, kind, of, kind of your opening thoughts? Yeah, you know, uh, what you always get with me is how do we use technology to help make our job better, right? To help make the sales process a little easier, to just kind of, relieve a little bit of the pressure, right? <clears throat> and you were kind of talking about these goals and ambitions and um, and it, it relates similar. I was just thinking about this the other day as I'm reflecting on how my goals have gone for 2022, um, what kind of progress I've made personally and professionally. And one of the things I was thinking about is uh, a lot of the like the books that I read this year uh, were good and and really helped me out, but some of them only were like incremental, like I'd pick up one or two things out of a out of a book. Um, but what I realized is that incremental couple percentage increases on each each thing that I add to my toolbox really make a difference because by the time you get that to 10 or 20% of, of additional tools, now you're really making a difference in the way it goes. And, uh, and so relating that back to the technology, that's why I love talking about how can we use technology just to make ourselves 10% better or 5% better and increment a couple of those together. So, so that's what you're going to hear, right? Is uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was, I was, you know, total agreement with that. You know, those incremental kind of, kind of steps. At a certain point, that's all you can really take because you you've gotten to that yeah that that point, right? Where it's just incremental incremental steps, and sometimes you know, adding two percent can be a gain of twenty percent in a lot of ways, right? So, and you never know where that. And sorry about that. Always uh, technical difficulties. They, they seem to, 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 to follow me around. Um, but I, I think we still have Mitch here. Um, yeah, there, there we go. There, there we go. All right. So, um, back in action. Yeah, we were back in action. Back in action. Um, so we were talking about incremental change and and how that relates to, to customer service. And as always, technology, right? Right. And so when we look at some of the customer service side of it, you know, we want to be focused on the sales process, right? We want our salespeople to be spending their time closing. We want them spending time building relationships. And so when we look at these incremental tools, some of the things that we can do to help our customer service is automating responses to our customers. So um, like thank you notes is one of my favorite ones to bring up. We can put thank you notes into a lot of our emails so that that that's automatically triggered after shipments delivered and just send another email, you know, uh, within a, a, a day or 20 or a few hours after the shipments delivered and say, Hey, thank you for your business. Really appreciate it. And then of course the, the tool right underneath that, or the most important line underneath it, is there any other freight that I can help you with today? 
Is there anything else I can help you with? Um, anything that I can give you a quote on, right? Any of those types of questions. And if we can automate that with technology, then it gives us that opportunity to just be a little bit better, save a little bit of our time from the customer service side and still provide great customer service, but then turn it back over and give us that time to make do some uh, new lead generation or follow up on new business or even spend time quoting and trying to, to win some of the business that's maybe pending. Yeah, and you're exactly right because those thank you emails, those follow-ups, uh, those call to actions are, are very important to, to, to drive business, but they're also very time-consuming as well, right? So That's if, right. if you're spending all your time doing that, then you aren't um, reaching out to new customers. You aren't reaching out and, and offering a, a more higher value uh, service to your existing customers. And, and certainly you're not managing uh, the, the freight on the road and keeping tabs on that. Um, but but that is a very important part of the sales process or those thank you notes, that, that constant communication. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we just because we automate it doesn't mean it's less important. It just means it's very repetitive. And when these things are repetitive, the technology is great. It gives us a great opportunity to use the technology to help facilitate that and help keep that moving forward. So even though those tasks are super important, those repetitive nature of it makes it real easy for us to automate. And that's what you should be looking to technology to do in that side of, on the customer service side is those incremental pieces. Yeah, those incremental pieces. And and also it's uh, it, it makes it, you know, it's repetitive. So it, it makes it, uh, you know, cringy to, to actually sit down and <laughs> do so it doesn't get done, which is... Uh, maybe the, the greatest yeah. sin of the, the, the entire process, right? Um, we were talking yeah. about collecting data. We were talking about this last time you were on, too, I, I think, is, is is collecting data to, to really be able to tell what wins and what loses, right? What works and what doesn't work and how important that is and, and how you can use technology to to automate that process as well and, and really quantify it in a, in a historic uh, term. Yeah, for sure. And that's uh, this is an area where it kind of gets a little tough, right? Is because sometimes we don't want to enter all of the quotes into our TMS or, uh, you know, track it. And we feel like there's an extra burden in that that time it takes to create the shipment or to track the, the quotes that we have. But if we don't keep track of them, then we don't really have any way to keep track of our win-loss ratios. We don't really have any way to see how well are our campaigns doing. How well are we doing with this customer? And those analytics and the data around that can be tremendously valuable so that we understand. Even when a customer calls us, we understand things like, I'm going to have to quote them 10 shipments to win one. You know, that's an important thing to know. Or maybe I'm this customer, I don't really even have to quote because I win 100% of them. You know, and having that information at our fingertips is really important. So again, another place you can use technology to give you another tool to make your life a little better is you can use things that that will take your emails and forward them to your TMS to create shipments out of them. So you can take away that extra step of having to enter all the information in your TMS and then click save it and then run the quote. You know, let's make it so you just forward your email into your TMS, let your TMS generate the shipment for you, and then update the shipment. So now you've cut out three or four steps in the process but you're tracking all of those quotes and taking advantage of the additional analytical information that comes from it. And, and not only are you cutting out those steps, those two or three steps that nobody wants to do, 
um, but you're also making sure you capture that that information correctly outside of that human error of of you, yeah. you start entering something into TMS and your throne rings and you get diverted into something else and then you come back to it and then all of a sudden you have to do it really fast so you just do it really fast whether it's right or not doesn't really matter at that point it just needs to be done <laughs> and um but but you get cleaner data to where you can actually manage the process you can see what you went on what you lose on and and you can really quantify quantify your operations, which is something that freight brokers just uh, traditionally have a hard time doing. That's exactly right. That's well said. And, you know, being able to take a look at that uh, and analyze it is so important. And, and we're in an age of, of data, right? I mean, data is the, one of the most powerful tools that we can use and that we have is, and being able, you know, collecting data is the first step in that. If you're not collecting the data, you can't do anything with it. The second step is analyzing the data and using it. Um, but the collection part is so important and making sure the collection is accurate. Because uh, as you said, we do get a little bit caught up in things sometimes. And so then the quality of data that we're entering by hand uh, can definitely diminish real quickly or it just doesn't get done. right? And because it's a friction yeah. point for us. So let's find a way to streamline that. Let's take that off of our plate completely so that the data is in there. And then we've eliminated that first half and now we can focus on the analytics which is a lot more fun anyway you know the analytics part is what brings us the real value but without the data collection the analytics means nothing you're exactly right and the analytics is the the, the best part of the entire process because uh, we always want to answer questions how we can improve operations how we can improve cells and and certainly it all ties back into uh, maybe the the key metric of key metrics is how to make the the best margin, the most optimal margin, however you want to phrase that, that's, that's where it's always gearing back to no matter what what industry you're in. But certainly in, in freight yeah. brokers where it's that, that gross margin is supremely important, all of these uh, automations, data collection, analysis goes back to really that decision, right? You have your one kind of your win-loss ratios and your margin. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. And the two are tied together really nicely as well, right? Knowing our win-loss ratios mm -hmm. for a customer really helps us decide like what kind of margin should we be putting on this shipment, uh, especially when we're spot quoting. And so some of the tools that we can add to our tool chest in that side is making sure that we have uh, a way to generate both historical information and all the tools out there that are available and bringing them all into one place. Right. So, for example, uh, Parade has some really amazing functionality uh, to help us communicate with our carriers. Uh, Green Screen is another example of a company that has some great tools. Um, and then we have our load boards. DAT uh, is a super important load board and has some, some great rating tools. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Sonar is uh, one of the leaders in the space with such a tremendous amount of information that's there. So when we do get to the point that we're looking at these win-loss ratios and then starting to drive margin, let's bring these tools together and let's make sure that we're using every tool that we have so that when we are generating a rate for our customer and we're looking at the margins for our customers or that specific shipment, we're putting ourselves in the position where we can win and we can win the most often because we're being smart about how we're generating. We're, we're doing some of that analytics on the fly or letting our tools bring that information together to give us suggestions so we can combine that information with our own expertise 
and respond back with the winning quote and then closing that shipment, you know, close that sale, win that shipment and move on to the next one. And I think that sums up 2023. I, I, I firmly believe 2023 will all be about the rates. Uh, rating tools will become yeah. supremely important in 2023 that they have in, in 2022. That's just going to gather steam because I, I think rating tools are uh, much more desirable. I think I, I don't know if they're more important, if that's the, the right word for it, but they are very desirable because. Uh, in loose markets where competition on price is fierce, uh, much more so yeah. than the last two years where it was capacity, right? You come into to leaner times, uh, looser markets, uh, prices go down, and buying transportation or, or you know, buying transportation at the best price becomes important again. It wasn't so much important just to get the truck um, in 2020 and 2021, going back in those days of 2019, where buying it at the market price, at the right price, is is going to be yeah. very important. So the rating tools and, and kind of aggregating those is, uh, is you're going to see a lot of action, I think, in 2023 on that product. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to say what 23 is going to look like overall, right? There may be some surprises. Maybe it'll be a really tough economy. Um, maybe we'll get lucky and it won't be super tough. Who knows? Uh, is you know, there's no crystal ball to tell us. But what I do know is that it's for sure going to be harder on our sales teams. It's for sure going to take more work to to close the same deals and to move the same number of shipments or to keep those moving. And so, if we do focus on expanding our tool chest, return back to some of the things that we know are good good sales techniques, good sales strategies, good practices. And we make sure we focus on those and focus on those tools. If we do get lucky and the economy shoots up and, and freight ends up moving really well in 23, well, those tools are just going to help us anyway. But if it goes the other way and we, we get pushed into a little tougher times and it continues to, to see some tougher directions like you're talking about, then uh, those tools are going to give us that edge. So in either case, we win by refining our tools, by improving the tools that we have, by leveraging technology to make our company better, uh, we really can't lose by focusing on those types of things. Well said. That is very well said. And I know I, I, I jump off into 2023 and say it's going to be an awful year for freight brokerages. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a very loose market. I know the beginning of 2023 will. How it ends up, yeah. I have no clue. And, um, and I, I try not to make that prognosis, but I, I can get a little bearish sometimes. Yeah, it's easy to look bearish in this uh, in this kind of market. So um, I'm having a hard time it with is. it too. I'm trying to stay positive, but uh, but it's uh, it's very likely that we're going to be having a very bearish market, and it'll be a tough year. So so we'll, you know we'll it, deal it, with it, and we know it's coming, and yeah, we'll fight through it. It's all about fundamentals, though, right? If you have the fundamentals down, then you have it. You have it down pat. So uh, thank you, Mitch, uh, as as always for for coming on, put that coffee down. Uh, sharing your thoughts with us. And um, you can go to tie-software.com to, to learn more. Uh, but thanks again. Hey, thanks, Kevin. It's a pleasure as always. As always, definitely. Um, and that, uh, you know, the, the Inc. article, I think I have it up right here on my phone. Uh, hopefully I do. I don't. But uh, four things for intelli emotionally intelligent people. Uh, check that out. But that's going to wrap it for Put That Coffee Down. We'll see you next week. I got friends only wanna talk business. I 
I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting down the stars.